0: This is the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Chris. If we want to live the discipleship lifestyle, it's anything but abstract. In reality, we have to think about the things that we do every day as opportunities for spiritual growth and becoming more like Jesus. And in this last section of our conversation with Chris, he unpacks the most valuable things that he thinks are a part of the discipleship lifestyle. Well, if somebody came to you tomorrow, and they probably do, and they might, they might actually, since you're a youth pastor, and you've already kind of given an example of this, and they said, you know, Chris, I want to become a better disciple in every aspect of my life. What are the three most important pieces of advice or uh, action items you would give them?
1: You know, uh, it's funny you ask that, because um, we're kind of going through a—we're just wrapping up a series we did with our students right now. Um, We call it H3, H3, talking about heads, habits, and hearts and how they're all kind of intertwined and how they all work together. And um, that's kind of one of the things that I presented to our students. I, I At the beginning of each message, asked the kids, hey, how many of you in here would consider yourself to be a Christian? Almost all of them unanimously raised their hands. And I'm like, okay, how do you know? How do the people around you know? Do your habits reflect a heart that's following God? And, you know, we start looking at some of those things. And so it really is, as cliche as it sounds, it gets back to the basics of reading, of praying. And, and for me, I think the third would be journaling um, because writing down, you know, if you want to hear from God, write down what he tells you because he could tell you something right now for today. Or he could tell you something that's going to apply later on, and it could take you looking back on that journal. Like I recently had that experience to have those words come back to life for you. But it's so easy to say, yeah, okay, like I know we should do that. Duh, everybody should read. Everybody should pray. Okay, but then why don't you do it? Like it's easy to say, yeah, I know we need to do these things. But you know, if it were that easy, then we wouldn't need to keep reminding you to do that. And uh, there was a quote um, – was that I don't remember if it was Mark Batterson or John Cuff. I read a, read a little of both of them today. Uh, but the quote said, when you open the Bible, God's opening his mouth. And that's literally what, how that is. You know, you want to hear from God, open the Bible. It's, it's that simple. And so we've really been just trying to coach our kids on the basics of that and working through some of the uncomfortability with that. And how do you read the Bible? How do you pick a place to start? How do you start praying? And working through some of that. Because what happens is a lot of times, we see the person that has the really advanced faith and we're like, yeah, I want to get there, but how do I get there is the question. And so really helping our kids to know that, um, you know, you, you just start with today and tomorrow you build on what you did today and it keeps moving forward. And, uh, At the beginning of this year, we had each kid write a letter to themselves about where they are in their spiritual walk. And our goal is to give them that letter back at the end of the year to do an honest self-evaluation and said, Hey, the goal at the end of this year is not perfection, but the goal is that you look back and can see the growth that you've had throughout this year because you've put in place the habits to build a long-lasting faith. And so, like I said, it gets back to those basic elements of reading, praying, and journaling. You know, it sounds so simple, but if it were really that simple— more people would be doing it. Mm
0: -hmm. And um, what has been one of the most valuable things that you've learned throughout your Christian life? Uh, We find that most Christians have kind of had like one of those encounters where, and you've kind of alluded to, to this a little bit, I think, already in your testimony, but it's like, Once you learned that, once you came to that realization or understanding, everything changed for you. You couldn't go back to living the same maybe mediocre Christian life that you had before.
1: Um, Do you have
0: any big ideas on that?
1: Yeah, that's a big question. Um, You know, for me, I I would say there was an experience where I was working at the homeless center in Springfield and – we worked with homeless youth. Our job was to essentially help them become independent uh, be able to live on their own and things like that. And I worked third shift overnights and there was this kid that came in one night late at night was talking to me. And um, I don't even know if I was supposed to be able to talk about my faith, but I started talking about my faith with this kid. And then, uh, and he, he told me as I'm talking to him, he was like, man, he was like, you know, when you started talking about he was like your eyes lit up. He was like, you like completely came alive. And so like, and I got to pray with him right there in that moment and to see the difference in him. Um, but that experience to me just showed me that like people are looking for something real. And it gets back to the verse uh, that says, how then can they hear? unless somebody's going to preach to them. And that, does, that word preach doesn't mean you get up behind a pulpit and say, hey, let me give you my three points in a conclusion. But it's like, essentially, how are people going to hear about Jesus unless you tell them? So even in that moment— a super late at night conversation. This kid could literally see in my eyes the passion that I had talking about Jesus. And it was funny because I didn't even recognize in the moment, I felt like we were just talking. And he said, you know, that everything shifted when that conversation started. And so even with our students now, I just tried telling them, you know, if you step out and you're willing to share that faith, you know, the Holy Spirit will come and give you those words. He will give you favor. He will open doors that you may not be able to open. And uh, you know, so really that's the biggest thing for me was in that experience. I'm like, we can't afford not to tell people. You just can't. You can't afford not to tell people. And I've tried to be a lot more sensitive to telling the cashier at Walmart or at the grocery store or little things like that. You know, we we are so quick to, we don't want to be inconvenienced. You know, but I'm like, Jesus inconvenienced himself for us, you know, so what 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 inconvenience is a five minute conversation at a grocery store? And so really, that was a big turning point for me that and I'm like, you know what? In anything that I do, any job that I have from here on out, like I'm looking for people that need to hear about Jesus and they're everywhere. Um, but for me, like I said, in that moment, it just kind of hymns. That conversation kind of revived that evangelistic part of me that says, hey, people are looking for something real. They're looking for that. And when he could literally see it in my eyes, he was like, I want that. Like, whatever you're doing, like, I want that. And so that really kind of transformed my idea of evangelism. Um, It doesn't have to be in a team on a missions trip or at church. And I even tell our kids all the time, I don't know if my senior pastor would like me saying this, but I'm like, hey, I love it when you guys bring friends to church, but I love it even more when you take Jesus out of the church. If you pray to somebody at your school on the streets, like I would rather have you talk to somebody out there than you bring somebody into the church. Not that bringing somebody to church is bad, but I'm like when you are willing to go out and share that, that's how you know it's real. That's the mark of a disciple is somebody that's taking that message with them, not just coming on a Wednesday or a Sunday to hear for themselves. And so, um, you know, that for me was just a big turning point of realizing like, and people want this but who's going to share it with them mm-hmm. you know and I, that for me just really kind of woke that part of me up and it hasn't shut off since
0: chris thank you so much for the work that you're doing and the wisdom and insights that you shared with us i love your h3 emphasis head habits and hearts and we would all do well to take that to our heart and remember that The more we can condition our head habits and hearts into the Word of God and spending time with Him, the more primed we will be, the more passionate we will be to go out and share this great gift that we've been given. Thank you so much for your passion and your service to us. It comes through in everything that you do and say. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. If you haven't heard the first four episodes in this conversation, be sure to check those out and let us know what you think on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify.